Is your health thriving or is it merely surviving? Welcome to Thriving with Chiropractic, where we unpack conditions and lifestyle challenges in order for you to be the best version of health you can possibly be. I'm your host, Dr. Mosier, and my beautiful co-host is my wife, Ellen. Join us on this journey to thrive. Hey folks, Dr. Mosier here, and I have my really good friend, Roberto Monaco, and you've actually seen him before on the episode, and he shared with us how him and his wife really, really struggled getting pregnant. And now they got two wonderful children, a baby boy, a baby girl, and it's absolutely amazing. And he shares with us how chiropractic really swooped in and just changed their whole lives. And it's amazing. So I would encourage you to go back, watch that episode. But Roberto, I want to dive into something a little different with you today. Okay. So I was at your seminar and you speak to other chiropractors on how to be comfortable speaking. Mm-hmm. Now, most of my audience here is not chiropractors um, or anything like that. And they're probably not wanting to get on stage and speak or anything like that, even though um, even if you're a part of a church group, you know, being comfortable sharing your testimonial or, or whatever is, is so important because I believe our pain is a platform for our purpose. So if you don't share your story, no one else it will. Right. Uh, but your big thing with. Uh, speaking, having chiropractors speak is the identity, the belief. And so many of our world is struggling with anxiety, with depression. And and so much of that ties into uh, self-doubt, how they believe about themselves. And I just, Roberto, I I just want you to dive into that and um, share with us what you teach the, the chiropractors that you teach that are struggling. Yeah, so uh, thanks so much for having uh, me back in your show, Dr. Moshe. Always a pleasure, brother, to hang out with you. We, I can give you a virtual hug here. Excited to be here with everybody. <laughs> virtual hug. And so the idea, the idea I, I want to unpack, basically. So I have a company called Influenceology, and I have a company called Kyrie Speaking Company. So I do work with uh, 40 different industries. And the idea that um, speaking or storytelling is just for people on the stage. Um, that's actually a false belief because everybody, we get things done through communication. If you think about it, you're talking to your kids, you talk to your spouse, you talk to your husband, you get a job, you get promoted, you get things, you make things happen through communication. And if you have, if anybody, anybody has goals and they want to achieve their goals, it's going to be through communication, through action, right? Because it comes a point, there's, there's so much that you can do physically. And if you want to create some leverage, inspire other people to help you out, to join your company, to join your mission, to get about your vision, you have to be able to communicate. So communication is not, quote, unquote, only for speakers or someone who is an influencer like yourself that recording a video. It's for everybody. So that's the idea. Now, what I realized that, in my, this is my 20th year doing this. Uh, our beliefs, which beliefs, as Tony Robbins defined, as a feeling, a feeling of certainty that you and I have about something. Why? Right? So if you think about it, our belief system, where the things you believe to be true, is just is a feeling of certainty. And, and sometimes the, the, the feeling of certainty is, yes, that's true. And no, that's not true. And we do have beliefs about when you look at externally to the world. Right? 
um, we always have our mind make decisions unconsciously without you, you even thinking about it. Right? For example, uh, Dr. Morse can talk about, hey, chiropractic, the job of chiropractic, chiropractic is not going uh, uh, to eliminate symptoms, is to restore function in your body. And by the way, when you do restore function in your body and your body is functioning 100% or close to it, symptoms tend to go away. And that's what happens to my wife who tried to be pregnant for many years and you couldn't, right? Now, let's say he, he, he talks about chiropractic message. Your mind, let's say you've been struggling for migraines for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Your mind, this is a hypothetical example, your mind goes, it's not possible, right? For some people, it might be like, it's not possible. I've been in 20 different doctors. I had 10 different medications. It's not possible for me to get rid of my migraines because I've been for 20 years. So if you believe that, guess what? Mm -hmm. what what's going to happen? Nothing is going to happen. So we see how that the belief that some people may have, instead of like reaching out to Dr. Mosse, that belief of pos I call possibility mm -hmm. right, stops people. And that, that's the first level. There's three. The belief of possibility. Um, or for example, let's say you're depressed. Or you have uh, anxiety. And Dr. Morcier has an interview about someone he helped that, that had anxiety and now to chiropractic care, has improved the function of the nervous system, minimized anxiety or the anxiety goes, goes, went away. And you'd be like, that's not possible because I'm taking medication for the last five years and I know it's not possible. I was born with it. That belief, the possibility shuts you down for anything, for your health, for your goals, for anything. So that now... If you want to create change in your life, you have to believe it's possible. Now, the second belief is like this. You may think, you know what, Roberto? I know it's possible. But then the second belief is I'm just not capable. It's about capability. Right? For example, you'd be like, well, I know it's possible for Dr. Mosse. It's possible for Roberto. It's possible for that person to improve their health or that person to achieve the goal. It's just not. I can't. Because I tried in the past and failed. So now I have a problem. Mm -hmm. right? So the first level that your mind has to go through when it comes to your belief system is you got to go, is it possible? Yes. Number two, am I capable? Right? Mm -hmm. Here's, here's uh, uh, a good news for you guys. Nobody in this call, you cannot prove the negative. You cannot prove that you cannot do things. Think about it. You only Ooh. can prove... You only can prove that you haven't done yet. But you, can, you cannot prove like, well, there's no way that I can achieve that goal. There's any way that I, can, I cannot improve my, my, you know, my anxiety. You cannot prove that. You only can prove that you haven't done yet. You cannot prove that you cannot do that. You cannot prove that you cannot get better. Does that make sense? Which is really mm -hmm. powerful. Because you cannot prove the negative. And the third thing, which I got stuck for many years of my life, was the belief of being worthy, right? Because mm -hmm. I grew up in Brazil, did a lot of martial arts, like you, mm -hmm. you, you, you power lifting, right? Creates mm -hmm. a lot of confidence, yeah. the martial arts. So I was like, oh, it's possible? Yes, it is possible. Am I capable? Yes. But sometimes in life, I got stuck and I didn't know why, because while I had this belief of possibility, I have a belief of capability, I didn't have the belief of being worthy of receiving the benefits of my work.
And why, by the way, logically makes no sense because logically, if, you, if you're a good person, if you work hard, um, if you take action, if you're improving, then obviously you deserve the consequences. But when you, if you grew up in Brazil and you don't have a lot of money and, and you didn't get, uh, and you had a lot of issues in your life, then a, a lot of times the belief of like, you're not worthy of receiving nice things runs your life, which is crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the foundation work here. We talk about beliefs, uh, possibility, capability, and worthiness. Now, when it comes to our identity, it's like we imprint these beliefs into our psyche and identity is like, it's how we define yourself. Basically, it's the same beliefs that you have about goals, about uh, external things. It's possible, it's not possible. We also have beliefs about us. And everybody here has identity as a mom, as a dad, as a brother, as a doctor, as a speaker, as an entrepreneur, as a Christian. We all have identities. And what happens is that uh, in life, the same identity, this is so important, I'm going to, uh, I, I'm going to share here, I feel, is that the same identity to, that caused you to be successful is the same identity that, that stopped you from going to the next level in some, in some cases, right? For example, mm -hmm. I used to have a job. I worked for Tony Robbins for six years, and my identity was I'm the number one speaker for Tony Robbins. So I built up this identity, and eventually I became the person. But in 2008, when I opened up my business, I didn't have an identity of being a business owner, right? And being a technician, a chiropractor, a mechanic, a dentist, a speaker in my case, an accountant, it, I can be a great technician and I can be a terrible business owner. And any business owner will tell you that's true. So I had my, my business in the beginning, my first year of stuff, because while I had a really strong identity in one area, the other, I had to evolve my identity. And it's not about change who you are, it's about expanding who you are. If I were to stop and ask you, you don't have to share uh, our listeners here, but if you were to stop and think about what are some areas in your life that you absolutely love the results, most likely you have a really strong and positive identity, how you see yourself in the area. For example, if, you're, if you love being a mom or dad, most likely you have a really positive identity. But let's say you're not happy with your health. How do you see yourself? Right? How do you define yourself in the context of health? So your identity is really hard, is virtually impossible to outperform your identity. It's really hard to produce better results than your identity is, is, is hard. Mm -hmm. So you always have to not change who you are, expand who you are. I, in the beginning, for me, um, I had a hard time creating content. Like I do a lot of content marketing, publish every day, post, mm -hmm. write videos. And until I became a, my identity, part of my identity is I'm a content publisher. I publish content. And once I start publishing content, my identity, my career expanded. Yeah, my speaker, coach, and I publish content, then create room for me to take more action. And the moment when you see yourself, your audience change how they see you. So your identity basically um, will allow you to take massive action towards a goal or limit you your actions that you take mm, i absolutely absolutely love it um and, I, and i'm thinking about um you know often we're told we should tell ourselves 
good things, uh, affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a huge identity expander. Yeah. You, know, you start saying the things that you want to believe about yourself, mm-hmm. um, saying the things that you believe are possible, and then telling yourself that you're capable. Beautiful. But, but then it's like, am I worth it? Am mm-hmm. I worth not having anxiety? Am I worth asking that really pretty girl out? Mm-hmm. You know, and you can, for all that's listening, you can really apply so many things in this. You know, um, you're, you, do I, am I worth having a successful business? Am I worth having a successful job or a successful marriage or great kids or great grandkids? You know, the list goes on and on. And I absolutely love this. Everything that you're saying really ties into, you know, how we think about ourselves, our situation mm-hmm. and, and what we're going through. Cause we all have stressors in our life. A hundred percent. So that everything you said is absolutely awesome. I want to dive into one other topic. So um, many of the audience are faith-based where many of us are Christian and you are a new Christian. Two years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. And, and I want to know that story. How did, you know, uh, remind me how old you are. Uh, I just turned 52. 52. So you became a Christian right about 50 years yeah. old. Yeah. That. Yeah. Which is according to several of my mentors is rare. <laughs> so, yeah. so I want to know how that happened and, and kind of your viewpoint on Christianity before and now, and just, just walk yeah. us through that. I'm curious. So uh, I grew up in Brazil. And then I moved to America when I was 25. And um, my family never um, uh, going to the church or Christianity or any, any other form of religion never was part of a life. So I grew up, I think the mindset was, if you're a good person, then everything just, everything is going to take care of itself. Um, so I, had, I grew up in a family, a lot of love from a part of my mom. So I use love and, and being a good person, do the right thing for as a foundation since I was young, which really beneficial. Um, later on in life, um, I was I start feeling maybe when I was 35 or so, feeling there's something more out there. And I and I was just couldn't put my finger on it. Um <clears throat> never took any action. Uh, I started doing a lot of personal development, learn about spirituality. Um, when you get in the personal development world, it's about you know having a vision, have your values, take massive action. And for many years, I felt that while personal development is great, and um, you still, in the end of the day, I feel like I was pushing this huge boulder, this huge, massive boulder. Um, why we do have, you know, uh, it's a metaphor, kind of like feeling alone, even though I have a team members, have family, have friends, but I felt like in that end of the day, a lot on my shoulder. So I've been always like a lot, a lot of curiosity taking place. And then one of my great friends and mentors, Dr. Jongi lives in Michigan. Uh, we connected several times, came to my class and he always talking about, you know, uh, Christ and God and I'm, like, and I'm just like okay cool that was that was extent and then two years ago 
invited, I invited to do a talk in Lansing, Michigan for a company called Stena Process. And, uh, and the talk was actually at the Gilead Healing Center. They have this big church and they have a next door building, huge, beautiful place where they do events. That's mm. part of the church, but it's not part of the church. So I do my talk on Friday and the pastor, uh, Kevin, came to watch me speak. And I did my thing. And then he came to introduce himself. Great, great. So I go back. And that weekend, I'm staying in Dr. Jungi's and Dr. Denise's house. It was awesome. And then uh, we just talked. I was just asking a bunch of questions about, you know, why do they believe they believe? Why Christ? Why the Bible? All this stuff. Just now, they're my buddies. I felt safe. And mm -hmm. then on Sunday, I'm coming back home. And he said, um, you want to go to church? And I'm like, yeah, why not? And then I think the last time I was when the church was 13, maybe 12. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about like a long, nice. long time. And I just, I walk in this beautiful church in Lansing, Michigan. And I've, I'm now explaining here the Holy Spirit just took over my body and uh, just moved me. I'm just like, I sit down and start crying. I cried the whole service. I didn't know why I was crying. Uh, the service and Pastor Kava came to me. He said, Robert, I'm so happy you're here. I couldn't talk to him. Literally. It's like, I felt so embarrassed. Like, I couldn't I just hug him. And then, uh, uh, the airport, we were quiet. And I say, I'm a Christian. So I called my wife and say, You know, I'm a Christian. She was like, What? He's like, Yeah, that's what it is. And then, uh, so this two years ago, and now has been amazing. Uh, Dr. Jungi has been a mentor of mine. So, we do every Friday morning, get together, talk about Bible. We mm -hmm. do some devotionals. We pray. And um, so the one of the best things, there's so many good things, um, so many amazing lessons that I learned in this journey. But one of, I think one of for me is, is, the, is the knowing that you're not alone, you know, that you have Christ, you have the Holy Spirit, you have God. Is the is the knowing that I'm always the one who speaks. Now I want to become a good listener. Try to become a good listener. What God's telling me mm -hmm. uh, is to have faith, which which um, I think the lack of faith creates a lot of anxiety. And once mm -hmm. you why right, when you don't have faith, um, and and sometimes now looking back in my life. Um, there was small changes and decisions like you invite me to do a show or be like, yeah, I want to do it. That mm -hmm. I believe that's not God's move. That's Roberto move. Right? But why I moved from San Diego, my wife is from there to Charleston, a place that I've never been before. I mean, I had one, my wife never been before. I didn't know anybody. We moved here, South Carolina. That's a God move. So mm -hmm. I look back on this, all this crazy massive changes to happen in my life. And I'm like, man, God was with me all the time, protecting me, which is crazy, which is a, um, which is crazy to think about it. And then looking back at this life moment, uh, life changing decisions, right? And, and why it happened to me. So now, so I have a whole new appreciation. So I feel like if you're, if you do struggle with anxiety, um, the best place to start the Bible. The Bible has this just a magical way 
to communicate the message that you need to hear, which is which is crazy. I, which is crazy, and prayer. So that's the story. That's where I am today. Man, I I love it, and and I love how you know it's the Holy Spirit moves in us so rapidly or, or so well. Excuse me, but like you know, it, it was kind of pulling on those heartstrings. Like, hey, you're you're with your friends. Go ahead, ask some questions. You know, and, and you know he was right there at the right moment at the right time. And it was just, you know, and I think that's something as many of us Christians is, you know, no, we probably don't need to, you know, hit people over with a King James Bible or anything like that and, and be aggressive <laughs> with it. I mean, some, maybe sometimes that's effective, but um, be, being that, you know, vessel for the Holy Spirit and just being present and being a good listener, like you said, and being ready for when the action happens, when, when someone asks you, hey, why do you believe what you believe? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's that's really powerful because um, from what I'm hearing, it's it's radically changed your life. Oh, for sure. For sure. And just the beginning, you know, it's just the beginning for me. As I, I'm in year two, and mm -hmm. there's so much, and, and that's like I went to uh, we have mentors in common. I went to C3 Christ Center yeah. Chiropractic, yes. which is uh, such a powerful event to the super help for me. And uh, I have really good people. And then uh, I, I did some posts about Christ. Then eventually, people start sending me new Bibles at home again, you know, like <laughs> you know, the, the community is awesome. Yeah, no, it's yes. just, it, it's just, um, you know. A lot of times um, I think about how Christ lived his life and how, like, for example, loving, you know, loving the enemy or loving the people who are in charge, the authorities, you know, and is and and uh, authentically speaking. And I have so much to go place, you know, like to, 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 to raise the bar to that standard of living. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel mm -hmm. I just inspiration, you know, this is an inspiration. So try to, uh, to be like, and act like Christ, which is like, nobody can, but I feel like yes. it's a, it's a role model. It's a role model, something to aim for, you know? Absolutely. Well, man, this has been absolutely inspirational. And, and, and I hope, well, I actually, I know, I know that a lot of people watching this right now are going to get a ton of value out of this. And I just want to continue to encourage everybody that's watching this. And thank you for joining me, Roberto. And folks, thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to seeing you next time on Thriving with Chiropractic. Thank you for joining. We truly hope Thriving with Chiropractic is making a positive impact on your health and wellness. Please comment and share this episode. We would love to hear from you. And as always, remember, your story matters.